call this meeting to order. Roll call. Carlson? Here. Crisillas? Here. Russo? Here. Parker? Here. I would like to take this time to give a few remarks from the board on behalf of the remembrance of Amy Pretorius, one of our members who recently passed. I'm speaking on behalf of the board and associated city staff when remembering and mourning the passing of Amy Pretorius. Our condolences go out to her, her surviving husband and son. Amy always came to meetings prepared and presented her views with a smile on her face. She served as a chairperson who always kept the meetings running efficiently and her opinions were well thought out. She was an individual that wanted to give back to the community and make it a better place. She was a solid part of this board and will be missed by all. If anyone else has anything they'd like to add at this time, feel free. Okay, we'll move on to our first agenda item, and that is EXC 22-0005, an application submitted on behalf of Mid-American Energy. Oh, wait, I got you my statement, sorry. Uh, the Board of Adjustment is a quasi-judicial body created by the City of Iowa City according to state statutes. The board's purpose is to decide on applications for variances from the zoning ordinance, appeals of decisions of city officials, and applications for special exceptions requested under the zoning ordinance. The Board of Adjustment is an independent volunteer board made up of Iowa City residents and is not a part of city administration. We are assisted in our work by the city attorney's office and by planning staff. Prior to this meeting, board members received the materials submitted by the applicant the staff reports reviewing the application and any correspondence submitted by members of the public. Board members have not discussed the application or its merits with each other, staff, the applicant, or any other member of the public in advance of this meeting. All consideration and discussion by the board takes place in open meeting here tonight where we, have <clears throat> we also have an opportunity to hear from the public. The board bases its decisions on facts and evidence allowed by city code presented in open meeting. Concise and truthful testimony helps us a great deal in our decision making. We ask that if you wish to speak, you come to the podium, print your name and address on the sign-in sheet, and speak clearly into the microphone so your testimony can be heard by all present and by our minute taker as all testimony becomes part of the public record. We ask that the proceedings be orderly and that when you are testifying, you address your remarks to the board. If this hearing becomes lengthy, we may ask that testimony be focused on new facts or on information not already presented. The order of proceedings for each application will be an oral report by staff summarizing the issues of the case and the staff's recommendations, an opportunity for the applicant to speak, an opportunity for any other interest interested parties to speak for or against the application, an opportunity for final statements and arguments by the applicant and staff. <clears throat> the board will discuss the issues and evidence, state its findings, and vote on a motion. Motions are always made in the affirmative. Now we will have 
staff report on our special exception item EXC 22-0005, application submitted on behalf of Mid-American Energy to allow a basic utility use for an electric substation south of Lehman Avenue and east of Soccer Park Road. And the hearing? I will open now, open the public hearing, and we'll hear from staff. Perfect. Thank you. Okay, and Bryce, can you see this? Yes, I can. I can see it. Okay, so it's EXC 22, not 25, uh, 0005, submitted by Mid-American Energy for a basic utility use, which is an electric substation. Uh, the, the location of this proposed project uh, is on a parcel in the south area of the city. So it is south of Lehman Avenue, east of Soccer Park Road, and west of the Sycamore Greenway. Um, this parcel is, what, what you see on your screen is larger in the aerial than what the actual substation would be. So it's only a portion of this parcel, uh, but they will need to do an auditor's parcel, which will be the parcel that, that is actually affected by this. Uh, as you can see, it's primarily agricultural land, including in the surrounding areas. Uh, and it is just north of the wastewater treatment plant. Uh, there's not really any development nearby. There's some uh, apartments north of Lehman Road, more than uh, approximately 800 feet away. Uh, it is also within the, or right next to the thousand foot uh, buffer of the water treatment plant. Um, so this is an area that the city is looking to, uh, to retain uh, undeveloped for the purpose of allowing future expansions of that water treatment plant, the wastewater treatment plant. Um, so it is just outside of that area, um, but that would allow future expansion. As far as zoning, a portion of it was uh, recently rezoned to neighborhood public, which is P1 uh, zone. Uh, on, at the time that the application was initially provided and, and that we prepared the initial staff report, uh, it was still zoned interim development, uh, multifamily residential, and is no longer that for the portion of this uh, where the substation will be. Uh, adjacent zones are primarily neighborhood public as well, and then you also have some other interim development zones that are residential, um, both single family and multifamily. <clears throat> so the purpose of this is to establish uh, an electrical substation for Mid-American Energy. Uh, it's on about 3.9 acres. Uh, again, council just rezoned this property to that neighborhood public zone uh, on July 12th. Uh, and there are currently eight other substations in Iowa City. Uh, the most recent was uh, installed in 2020, uh, but obviously electric substations provide a necessary service and allow uh, electrical usage for surrounding uh, areas. And they do have to be close to those uses for which they provide power uh, as they draw from transmission lines and then, and then make that usable for, for the nearby development. Uh, the applicant did not hold a good neighbor meeting as part of this application, uh, but they did reach out to all neighboring property owners uh, there aren't that many neighboring property owners within the, the uh, 500 foot buffer. Here you can see the site plan. So there is an access easement that would uh, run along the transmission lines that are currently running through the field there south of Lehman Avenue. Uh, and then you have the site itself uh, just outside of that thousand foot buffer. And it would connect directly into the transmission lines. So here you can see the transmission line runs along the west property line. Uh, you can see those towers 
uh, that would connect into it. Uh, they are approximately 50 feet, uh, but the site plan also shows landscaping all around, including many large trees, and then fencing as well is located around the substation. Here are some pictures. None of these are uh, exactly of the site, but it's to kind of give you a, a feeling for the surrounding area. So the picture uh, on your left is looking east along Lehman Avenue. You'll see that that is currently uh, not, not a developed road, so the applicant would need to extend that road as part of their rezoning. Uh, the picture on the right is looking south along those transmission lines, so where the substation would be located is in that distance. Uh, and this picture is taken from Lehman Avenue approximately. Uh, the picture on the left here is looking east uh, from Soccer Park Road, so you can see the power line in the distance. Uh, it, it's a ways away again. And then the picture on the right is that apartment complex. That's the closest development. Uh, this is looking at it from Lehman Avenue approximately, so uh, you'll see some trees there. and It's, it's relatively uh, far from the substation itself. So the role of the board tonight uh, is to approve, approve with conditions or deny the application based on the facts presented. Uh, to approve the special exception, the board must find that it meets all approval criteria, which includes both specific uh, criteria tied to the, the uh, special exception requested and then also the general standards that apply to all special exceptions. So our specific standards that we're looking at tonight uh, are located at 14 4B 4D 1B 2. Uh, which is related to uh, basic utility uses not enclosed in a building uh, within P1 zones where they are permitted by special exceptions. So they must be screened from the public view, from the view of adjacent residential zones to the S3 standard. And it must also be compatible with surrounding structures and uses uh, with regard to safety, size, height, scale, location, and design. Uh, There's some, some additional, uh, you as the board uh, can obviously add in conditions uh, where you think that those are necessary. So first, I just kind of wanted to talk about screening for public view and the view of adjacent residential zones. Uh, again, the property is more than 850 feet from the closest residential development, which is that multifamily complex north uh, of Lehman Avenue, and the surrounding area is largely undeveloped <clears throat> and used for agriculture, so there aren't really any adjacent uh, residential uses. In terms of the characteristics of the substation itself, uh, the site's approximately 210 by 257 feet. Uh, the substation's set back more than 75 feet from all of the property lines. Uh, the, the tallest part of the substation is 50-foot uh, tall dead-end towers and shield masks. Uh, those are what actually tap into the transmission line to the west. And in terms of elevation, uh, the properties to the northwest and south um, are higher than this, so this is a lower elevation to those, uh, but it's a higher elevation of properties to the east. So uh, it sheds kind of to the east towards that Sycamore Greenway. Uh, the site plan does show an eight foot tall chain link fence with barbed wire around the use uh, and S3 high screening around the property. Uh, there's lots of plantings around it and at maturity all plantings will be at least eight feet tall and there will be at least 61 trees over 40 feet in height several of which are, are higher than the masts as well. In terms of compatibility with surrounding structures and uses, uh, future uses in the area may include residential development to the west, north, and east. Uh, the area to the south, like I said, the city is looking for that to be retained uh, as undeveloped uh, for the uh, city's wastewater treatment plant buffer, which is about 1,000 feet, uh, pretty much right to the south property line of this. 
it may also be developed as residential if there is uh, if the city is unable for any reason to to acquire that property uh, in terms of the proposed use it's a relatively large use but the property is compatible with surrounding uses because it abuts those existing transmission lines that run through the property again it's adjacent to that wastewater treatment plant buffer uh, within which residential uses are less desirable uh, and there are some uh, some uh, additional elements that help mitigate uh, the effects on surrounding properties, which include S3 landscaping, which staff does recommend be a condition of approval. Uh, and then also the substation would be built prior to adjacent development. So instead of placing it in an existing residential area uh, where it might not be expected, uh, anyone who would move to this area would know that that would be uh, a condition of living there in advance. So staff does believe that this uh, specific criteria is met. There are also seven general standards at 14.4b3 that uh, apply to all special exceptions. The first of which is uh, it will not be detrimental to or endanger public health, safety, comfort, or general welfare. Uh, the use does provide a critical piece of infrastructure that uh, allows uh, future development in the area and provides electricity. Uh, the site plan also does show uh, the proposed use surrounded with a barbed wire fence, which prevents access to unauthorized persons and mitigates uh, potential safety issues that might arise from that. Uh, and there are other substations in Iowa City that are all near a variety of uses, commercial, residential, uh, but that does also include residential areas, including in, in the most recent substation in 2020. And I'll talk a bit more about that later. Uh, so staff does believe that, that criteria is met. Uh, the second criteria is that it will not uh, injure the use and enjoyment of properties in the immediate vicinity. Uh, and again, these provides power to future residents and businesses, and it's surrounded by undeveloped land uh, with the nearest residential uses more than 800 feet away. Uh, there is some sound associated with the substation uh, at approximately 35 to 41 decibels, uh, which is similar to the noise of a library, bird calls, or ambient urban noise. And there are setbacks and screening that help mitigate some of that noise impact uh, at the property line. Uh, as far as lighting for the proposed use, uh, it would typically be approximately 3,864 lumens. Uh, there would be an additional 30,000 lumens that may be uh, activated by approaching vehicles at nighttime. Uh, there is more intense light that may also occur during emergency works that may be up to 400,000 lumens approximately, uh, but it would be relatively infrequent and so uh, staff doesn't believe that it would have uh, much impact on surrounding properties. Uh, in addition, again, installing the substation prior to development uh, means that uh, folks won't be surprised by it when they move to the area. Third is that it will not uh, negatively impact surrounding development of property. Uh, again, past substations uh, have demonstrated that residential development does still continue by electric substations. Uh, the most recent one in 2020 uh, just had townhomes that are being constructed uh, pretty close to it, uh, and it hasn't seemed to have any chilling impact on that. Uh, and again, the proposed use is set back from adjacent property lines, at least 75 feet, and there are proposed landscaping improvements that help mitigate visual impacts. So staff believes that this criteria is met. Fourth uh, is related to adequate utilities, access roads, drainage, necessary facilities. Um, the access to the property will initially be from a temporary public access easement that I showed uh, on that uh, in the site plan. 
Uh, the easement will be released upon dedication of right-of-way as the surrounding area is developed and final platted. So at that time, the property would have direct access to a right-of-way. In the meantime, it would use this temporary access easement. Uh, in terms of electricity, obviously the substation is providing the electricity and then stormwater management would be treated uh, using an access easement across the adjacent property towards the Sycamore Greenway, which acts as a stormwater detention facility. And that is a condition of the rezoning that was recently approved. Um, if for whatever reason that wouldn't be possible, uh, the rezoning condition does allow for on-site detention, uh, but that would need to be, to be handled uh, at, at site plan approval and that would have to comply with all of our uh, stormwater management. Uh, so staff will ensure compliance with all of those applicable standards during uh, site plan review. Terms of ingress or egress to minimize congestion on, on public streets. Again, it's got that temporary access easement um, and will have direct access to right of way as the surrounding area is developed. Uh, Lehman Avenue does need to be improved to where that temporary access easement is available. So they wouldn't have gravel, they would have chip seal and, and the access easement would be uh, the same. And that is a condition of rezoning as well. Following construction, uh, the electrical substation isn't anticipated to provide a lot of traffic because it wouldn't have on-site employees or anything. Uh, it would just be if there are uh, routine maintenance, uh, traffic uh, with fixing items, uh, that sort of thing. So uh, staff doesn't anticipate any substantial impacts to traffic. Then the sixth criterion is that uh, it has to meet all applicable standards. So the use does meet dimensional and site, dimensional, uh, site development standards in P1 zones. Uh, basic utility uses are exempt from height standards, uh, so that is not an issue. The site does contain some hydric soils according to uh, their, their uh, sensitive areas plan that was submitted as part of the rezoning, uh, but there are no wetlands or remnant prairies on the site. Uh, they have to make sure that their uh, construction abides by our sensitive areas ordinance. Uh, it also has landscaping that is generally consistent with S3 high screening, uh, but staff does continue to recommend that that be a condition of approval. Uh, and the reason staff recommends that as a condition, and it's not just required uh, due to the circumstances of, of the application, is because there isn't really any adjacent surrounding residential development, but in anticipation of that future residential development, uh, staff believes that that screening should be provided. Uh, the property is also subject to E1 low ambient lighting standards. Uh, so that does allow a maximum light output of approximately 200,000 lumens. Uh, in normal conditions, total light output would be about 35,000 lumens. Uh, there are some circumstances with emergency situations, uh, which would be required for worker safety, where total light output would temporarily be above that. Uh, but because that's only temporary, uh, staff believes that this uh, standard is still met. Uh, and again, staff will ensure compliance with applicable standards during site, uh, site plan review. Uh, building permit review actually will not be required, so it would just be through the site plan review. But staff does believe that those criteria are met. And then finally, the proposed exception will be consistent with the comprehensive plan is the final criterion. Uh, the future land use map designations for the area are for uh, set for the South District plan, uh, it's shown as form-based land uses. So those are based on transects where transect three is the suburban transect. Uh, and within that transect, it's shown as neighborhood general. So it's a mix of lower intensity housing uses, single family duplexes, uh, some lower scale multifamily. 
and then also transect four, which is general urban transect, and that would be neighborhood medium. So that's um, some higher uh, intensity multifamily uses that you might have. And then the comp comprehensive plan itself shows it as residential at two to eight dwelling units an acre. Uh, there are essential utility uses, uh, which would serve this residential development that is consistent with these future land use designations. Uh, and the comprehensive plan does support coordination between private utilities uh, in the city to provide high levels of service for areas under development uh, at an efficient cost. Now, there are also standards in the comprehensive plan that talk about the need for contiguous development uh, to avoid leapfrog development. Uh, and so this is clearly not contiguous with adjacent development, uh, but it is suitable for the proposed use because it's adjacent directly to those uh, transmission lines that are already existing, which provides uh, lower cost services and still provides uh, the high levels of service that staff wants to see. And then you are also directly adjacent to that thousand foot wastewater treatment buffer. And so it is adjacent to other similar uses. Uh, staff and the applicant did look at trying to provide this use within that buffer, uh, but due to the soils that are available there, it was not possible to do. But based on these uh, criteria, or based on these findings, staff does believe that this uh, criteria is met. Um, staff did not receive uh, any public input um, as part of this, um, but based on the findings in the staff report, uh, I did include an additional addendum uh, a cover memo essentially for this meeting since we were delayed. So I was able to, to uh, provide you some information on that rezoning. Um, but based on all of this, staff does continue to uh, recommend approval of EXC 22-0005 uh, to establish a basic utility use in a P1 zone for an electric substation uh, for the property uh, located south of Lehman Avenue and east of Soccer Park Road, subject to one condition, which is to provide screening uh, to the S3 standard along all property lines. Uh, and you'll notice that the, the uh, way that the condition is discussed in the cover memo is slightly different uh, than it was in the staff report, uh, which is that uh, this shall be approved by the city forester prior to site plan review. Uh, this was really trying to align it better with some of the conditions that are in the rezoning. So it, it was a slight tweak. It doesn't have any substantive change to it, but it just adds a more clarity as to how that needs to be approved. Um, but that is staff's recommendation. Uh, if you have any questions for me, I'm happy to answer them. I don't. At this time, I'd like to invite the applicant to speak. Mr. Chairman, members of the board, my name is Chris Pose. I'm an attorney with office address of 317 6th Avenue, Suite 300 in Des Moines. We thank the staff for their thorough report. We would adopt and present the staff's report as support for our application. We're happy to answer any questions that you have. Uh, we'd ask your approval. Any questions for the applicant? Why do you have two entrances? Uh, I looked at some of the other, I drove around and looked at some of the other ones, and most of them just have one, it looked like just one entrance, but you have two gates, uh, or at least that's what it looked like from the drawing. Um, no, I don't think that we have two gates. I think we're only planning one entrance here. 
Is that up at the up at the top? Up then? at Neiman, yes. And I don't know, Kirk, do you have a another map there you had that showed the excess easement that goes to the north? Yeah, yeah, I don't think I've got the closest one, but here's the. I yeah, do. this we're the only place we're planning on entering um, this site right now is the temporary access easement to the north. Um, eventually, as the land there to the north develops, um, there will be a public street system that will serve as an access point, and we will move our access to the point where the public street comes closest to the site, so it accommodates development. So the access easement is to be temporary in nature. And I think there's two gates, I think, for the substation itself, just accessing to the west within the land we own. But our access out to public road is only through one entrance. I understand that. I, I, so, but you do have two gates to the substation itself. I believe that that is to accommodate the the traffic of trucks that will come in to bring the equipment so they can come in and exit out um, in that direction. And so that's why we have the two gates. So, but will they remain as two gates then? Yeah, yeah, they'll stay that way as two gates. Okay. Any other questions? Who owns the property? Mid-American will own it. Presently, um, Sorry, I'm trying to an, an entity uh, named Lake Calvin Properties, whose attorney Mike Pugh is here, they're the, they're the sellers of the land to us. And they also own the property to the north as well, that the access easement is along. A related entity named Sycamore um, LLC owns the land to the north and is giving the access easement. Any other questions for uh, the applicant? Thank you. Uh, now we would at this time invite public comment. Anybody in favor of the application to speak? Good evening, everyone. Uh, Mike Pugh, uh, 425 East Oakdale Boulevard, Coralville, Iowa, 52241. Uh, I'm here on behalf of the property owner, Lake Calvin Properties. Uh, Mr. Pose is correct. Um, the same owners own um, the property to the north as well under a different limited liability company. I suspect that by the time uh, we sell the property to MidAmerican, it'll be under the same entity. Um, we are fully in support of of the application. We've been working hard for many months with MidAmerican to get this site uh, to the point that works for them and for us. Um, and we've been working hard with the city on the concept of the temporary uh, access easement that will go away at some point once the property to the north is, is subdivided. I would encourage you to adopt the staff's recommendation that the site be screened to S3 standards, although right now the property is not developed. Um, we anticipate that someday it will be residential uses uh, around uh, the property. Uh, maybe not to the south. We are currently working with the city regarding uh, a potential sale of that property to the city. Uh, but if that does not uh, transpire for whatever reason, uh, I would anticipate that someday that will be uh, residential uses as well. So. Um, we support the application, but we do also support the staff's recommendation that 
as a condition that the site be screened to S3 standards. Happy to answer any questions that you may have. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, at this time, I'd like to invite anyone else in favor of the application to speak. Anybody opposed to the application may speak at this time. Are there any final questions for the applicant or staff from the board? Okay. Then at this time, I'm going to close the public hearing and be, I will be entertaining uh, a motion. I will, I would like to make a motion. I move uh, the approval of EXC 22-0005 to establish a basic utility use in a neighborhood public P1 zone for an electric substation for the property located at parcel number 102647-6003 south of Lehman Avenue and east of Soccer Park Road subject to the following conditions. One, provide for screening to the three S3 standard along all property lines, the design of which shall be approved as part of the site plan review. Is there a second? Okay, moved and seconded. Are there any dis board discussion of the motion? I find it nice that they are setting this up before uh, construction begins in the uh, in the area. Uh, I did look go look at some of the other substations. Um, it was an interesting experience, <laughs> and I am very happy to see the uh, recommendation that it goes to the, what is it, S3 uh, screening zone uh, because that will help uh, the surrounding area. Uh, this is an aside, but in looking at the plans, the, all, the, the, sub, the plans that, were, that we looked at tonight were the third set of plans which says that although screening or landscaping may be thought of as uh, an additional thing, in this case, this was a lot of work, and I appreciate the fact that both the city and Mid-America spent so much time working on it. Okay. Thank you. Mark, anything? Well, I just wanted to say I think it's a good use of the land. Iowa City is going to continue to grow, and everybody needs electricity. So um, now it's time for finding a fact. Uh, do we have a statement from a board member about that? I will do it. Regarding uh, item EXC 22-0005, I concur with the findings set forth in the staff report of, and do I use the meeting date of last week or do I use the meeting date of today? Uh, you'll use last week because that's the staff report that you're referring to. Okay, of July 13th. 
and conclude that the general and specific standards are satisfied. Unless amended or opposed by another board member, I recommend that the board adopt the findings in the staff report for the approval of this special exception. Okay. I second. All right. <clears throat> Time for vote by roll call. Chrysalis? Yes. Russo? Yes. Parker? Yes. Carlson? Yes. I declare the motion approved. <clears throat> Any person desiring to appeal this deci decision to a court of record may do so within 30 days after this decision is filed with the city clerk's office. Now I, we will consider the meetings from the, the minutes from the previous meeting. Any comments about the minutes from the previous meeting? No. Take a motion to approve them. I make a motion that we approve the meetings from the minutes from the previous meeting as written. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Okay. Any other business? Um, no August meeting, like I said. So our next meeting is September 14th as of right now, assuming that we have an application. Um, one thing I wanted to ask, uh, do we want to wait until we have another member to vote for a vice chair? I mean, either way, it will be next meeting because I didn't put it on this agenda, but I wasn't sure if there's a... Might as well. There's no need for a... Vice Chair until the next meeting, right? So, okay, I will add that to the next meeting. When's the next meeting you said September fourteenth. I'll, I'll be gone. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> well, we may have to. Uh, Gene will be gone. Our, is the uh, is the city uh, council seeking nominations? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it, it is opened. And I don't, I think you had known when the timeline was, but I don't have it offhand. Maybe a week from tomorrow, maybe? Yeah, I believe that assuming that we have applicants and they meet gender balance, right. we would have someone by next meeting. Right. That's. Do we need to have another woman? Yes. Yep. Um, other than that, I'm happy to hear any thoughts you have on the little sheet that I made and if that's helpful or if it's too oh, they small. Oh, they, it looks wonderful. Because when I made them, they were very small and I tried to make them as large as possible, well, but it's really crammed in there. We're getting up there with our eyesight and our age. <laughs> I'll but, leave you magnifying glasses. But too, we can, I can read it, so I don't know about the other, the other two people Perfect. Here. I had a couple, spot read, a couple people spot read for me in advance. I just want to make sure that they were legible. <laughs> do we need to do the vice chair now? No, we'll do it next meeting. That'll be the meeting I'm gone. Yep. Yeah, but Will we have quorum at next meeting then? With a new person, we would. Without, okay. we won't. So that's something to keep in mind, Kurt. Yeah. I always kind of keep track of that right. on my as I get stuff ready. I will probably ask you maybe a bit more in advance this time. 
I think it's gonna it's gonna depend on if we have another person or not. Right. But assuming we don't have a female apply, we probably may not have. Yeah. We we might we might not by September because there's another 30 days. I don't know how they calculate. Let's just assume we don't have a new member. It might be Gina. You're gonna be gone a, more than a week, or we might have to have. We need a September meeting. Perhaps we'll have the meeting on September 21st or something. I'm supposed to be back on September 18th, which is Sunday. So conceivably. So 21st or 28th? Yeah, we could we could do that. It just depending on everybody's schedule. If you want to get that meeting in, you might yeah, have to do that. But that would be up to, um, we won't have a quorum if we don't have a new member. Right. We might. Why is it that we have to have an, an in-person uh, quorum? State law. Really? Yeah. What, what about Zoom meetings that we were having? The state, uh, the governor's proclamation allowed meetings via Zoom. Oh. And so once the proclamation was, was over. over you can still have people participate by zoom but you, the meeting itself has to be in person meaning there has to be a quorum in person oh yeah, yeah. so no. i uh i'm not sure if i am available i think i will be available one of those days but i can't tell which one yet so <laughs> i will shoot an email out tomorrow morning and we can i should be able to to figure that out tonight <laughs> so I'll let you know. Um, does that do both of those dates work for everyone else, though? What day of the week is that? They're both Wednesdays. Wednesdays, so it would be the third or the fourth Wednesday then. Twenty-first or twenty-eighth. Think so. As far as I know, you know, at this time, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think it's far enough out where we should be okay to find something. All right. And I. I guess my final announcement is thank you all for your flexibility in finding a time that works. So well, thank you for I, your thank you for your flexibility. And I'd like to Appreciate say, that. Uh, thank you. I was out of town, but thank you for pulling together both the um, financial part and the um, uh, memorial part uh, for Amy. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Do we have a motion to adjourn? I'll second it. All in favor? Aye. 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 See you in September. <laughs> That's a song. Isn't Thanks, it? everyone. Yeah.